0: This is the Westwards podcast, a fortnightly production of Westwards, the Western Sydney Literature Organisation. Western Sydney is located on the traditional lands of the Darragh, Gunungurra and Tharawal Nations, and we acknowledge and offer our respects to all Indigenous people and to their elders past, present and emerging. Opinions and views expressed in this podcast are not necessarily those of the Westwards Organisation. If you'd like to ask questions, offer feedback or simply learn more about what we do at Westwards, please visit westwards.com.au. All right, let's get on with the show. Hello and welcome to the West Words podcast for today, the 25th of April, 2022. My name is James Roy. I am your host today. And today is ANZAC Day. Anyone from somewhere that isn't Australia or New Zealand may not know what ANZAC Day is. ANZAC stands for Australian and New Zealand Army Corps. And ANZAC Day is the day that's, that commemorates the, the day that the Australian and New Zealand forces landed at Gallipoli in Turkey. In 1915, it was in fact a great loss. And I haven't personally been to Anzac Cove, but I am led to believe that it is a rather intimidating and daunting landscape and that the losses were significant and that Australia, the Australian and New Zealand forces, the Anzac forces, suffered very heavy casualties. Our Allied deaths from that campaign uh, ended up being over 56,000 uh, and news of the landing in gallipoli made a had a great and profound impact on Australians and New Zealanders and the 25th of april then became the day on which we remember the sacrifice of the men and women who have died in war generally if initially of course it was for the first world war but since then it has been become something that a day on which we celebrate the service of not just uh those who fought but those who supported and cared for those who uh, who suffered or or were wounded or or simply fought in the Great War and then subsequently other wars Second World War Vietnam War the Korean conflict and so forth and indeed the Australian and New Zealand armed forces who have taken part in any conflict since then as well so today is Anzac Day it's a it's a day of well, it's, it's kind of a day of celebration. We are, of course, celebrating the freedoms that we enjoy in this part of the world. Uh, it is also a sombre day, a day of reflection on, on the sacrifices that are made. And it is a day, if I, if I can speak personally, uh, it is a day when I am immensely grateful that it's not something that I've ever had to, to do. So I thought today, because uh, because today is Anzac Day, rather than do the usual thing where we would have a a uh, a quote from somebody who was born on this day, I thought instead we'd have a little chat about what is largely regarded, widely regarded as the greatest anti-war novel ever written, and that book, of course, if uh, Well, maybe you could guess, but I think if you guessed Catch-22, you'd be right on because I think Catch-22 is considered by many to be one of the greatest uh, satires and anti-war novels of all time. And it became so popular that that the term Catch-22 then took on a a bit of a life of its own. It became something you say when you're talking about a situation where both... uh, where you're going to get tripped up by your ambition, if you like. That's I've, I've, Actually, I put that very poorly. What What is a Catch-22? A Catch-22 logic, it's a paradoxical situation from which an individual cannot escape because of contradictory rules. So, like, how can I get an ex- any experience until I get a job that gives me experience? That's a Catch-22. But let's talk for a little bit about the book itself, Catch-22, and the person who wrote it, Joseph Heller. It's It's acknowledge that Joseph Heller wrote this book in part because he had an ambition to write something that would be a bestseller and it exactly worked out that way but he was certainly writing about something that he knew he had been he was a bombardier in a B, b25 he flew 60 combat missions on from the Italian front in the uh, in 1942. He later remembered the war as being he said it was fun in the beginning you got the feeling there was something glorious about it. And then on his return home, he felt like a hero. People thought, it, think it quite remarkable that I was in combat in an airplane and I flew 60 missions, even though I tell them the missions were largely milk runs. So he went ahead and wrote this book. It was picked up and became immensely successful. I'm not sure how many copies it has sold, but it has been very, very successful, very popular, and has been made into a number of films and TV shows. The most recent one I saw was actually the one produced by and starring. George Clooney, which was available on some of the streaming services. I think it's still available on one or two of them. I can really recommend it. It's very strong. There are also some movies. There was one with from 1972, I think, which was Alan Arkin and Art Garfunkel on Orson Welles were in it. But the book itself is really a work of irony. It's a study in irony. And I'm going to read just a little portion of it which describes the Catch-22 and what that actually means. There was only one catch, and that was Catch-22, which specified that a concern for one's safety in the face of dangers that were real and immediate was the process of a rational mind, or was crazy and could be grounded. All he had to do was ask, and as soon as he did, he would no longer be crazy and would have to fly more missions. Or would be crazy to fly more missions and sane if he didn't, but if he was sane, he had to fly them. If he flew them, he was crazy and didn't have to, but he didn't want to, he was sane and had to. Yosserin was moved very deeply by the absolute simplicity of this clause of Catch-22 and let out a respectful whistle. That's some catch, that Catch-22, he observed. It's the best there is, Dr. Nika agreed. I don't think there's much more I can say to that in terms of an observation of war and the idea that oftentimes to seek peace, violence is turned to. And I'm very conscious of of this in one of my own personal areas of interest, which is the American Civil War, which was full of enormous ironies and the fact that one part of the country, the, the North, the Union forces, were fighting the Confederate forces to make them stay. And it does at times seem a little counterintuitive to think that, uh, in addition to states' rights and the issue of slavery and emancipation and so forth, really, it was a, it was rich in irony the American Civil War, and I think that's something that we find in, in many wars. Uh, sometimes they feel like they're necessary, even if we don't want them, and much as we would like to see an end to all war, the reality is that they do continue and they require people to be brave and stand up and to do what needs to be done. I think a good example of this is in Ukraine at the moment, where the people of Ukraine were have had a war foisted upon them that they had no interest in. They didn't They didn't go looking for this. And so enormous bravery and sacrifice is being uh, required. And... It's quite timely, I think, today that we are commemorating the sacrifices that people have made over the years for our own personal freedom. So, in light of all that, I would like to suggest that today, as you hear the last post being played, or you see the marching on television, or you hear people talk about the sacrifices are made, that you take a moment just to reflect on that because the life, the life that we live in this very very well lucky country is in no small part due to the sacrifices that have been made. I'd like to talk about a couple of uh, things from Westwards now. We in fact had during the week we had a very exciting event take place that duck river band and a choir came into Westwards and they were using our space to do their event. But uh, I was fortunate enough to be present for some of it. And it was a fundraiser for Ukraine, for the people of Ukraine. And we were very honoured to be the venue where they held this. We provided some sound gear and, and the space. And I'm not sure how much they raised, but I think it was a substantial amount with the people who came. The room was full. It was in the middle of the day, and the room was full of people who were talking about and singing songs uh, such as Peace Train and, and uh, Where Have All the Flowers Gone, and these sorts of folk songs that really ask the question why is war even a thing? Why are we doing this? What's the point? And so uh, thank you to the Duck River Band and to the others who organise this for choosing Westwards as being the place where you came to do that. As I say, we didn't do a great deal apart from provide some sound equipment and some lighting, but it was uh, we feel it was a worthwhile event and we hope there'll be many more. The other thing I'd like to talk about is one of the videos that's on our YouTube channel. YouTube, Our YouTube channel is called Westwards Official, and you can find that by going to YouTube and typing those words or by joining our uh, our newsletter, you'll get all those links. But one of the events that we record and host on our YouTube channel is Poets Corner with David Ades. And he recently had an interview with a writer, a poet called Hani Abdileh. Hani is a writer, student spoken word poet based in uh, Sydney. And she was forced to leave her home country of Somalia and come to Australia seeking protection in 2014. And during her 11 months in immigration detention, she found healing in poetry and developed a love for writing. And her first book of 43 poems called I Will Rise was published by Writing Through Fences in 2016 and explores how the power of our collective voices can help shape the world to be a better place for the next generation. She is an honorary member of Penn International, a lead member of Riding Through Fences, and an ambassador for the Refugee Refugee Advice and Casework Service. And of course, one of the things that we are very proud of at Westwards is is the opportunity we offer to people to speak their truth and to share their work. And so we are proud to host Poets' Corner in this particular instance, it was with Hani Abdele. So let's hear a little bit from Hani and what she had to say to David Ades. The significance
1: of time. The preciousness of time, a prisoner will know. The importance of being a kid, an old person will know. Being healthy and strong, an ill person will know. Froms with meaning, an educated person will know. The worth of being a parent and often will know appreciation and thankfulness, the poor people will know. Fighting and horror, a person who attacked by an enemy will know. Hopelessness and broken dreams, a detainee like me will know. Do you feel that your relationship with time is constantly changing as your circumstances change? oh, it is like it, it it changes like you know, but <laughs> my my circumstances are man made <laughs> they they constantly like you know it is like you know my life is like being on a washing machine and it's like every time it is like spin spin spin, you know like like you know you know that, that is why like you know that's why I have a quite, like you know crazy relationship with time because for time for people like us people like us like you know time is very important because with time we're always on a temporary because really because like, like we, we can be visiting free but like we are mentally temporary because like mentally we're not settled because at the end like you know you can settle a thousand people like it doesn't matter like you know where people come from and how much they have seen in life it is like when people are not mentally settled you're always fighting with time so you have a a different relationship in every second side like second time with time like you always have your situation it doesn't change so like if it changes too like you, know, you still be closer because that is that is the sound of that is the sound of un- uncertainty but
0: <laughs> well, i mean do you think that you will ever be settled
1: um Uh, maybe like one day but it's not it's not about me like you know it is like you know like for me i see thousands of others like still like you know being displaced like it's like like forget about people actually like who are like you know in somalia in iraq in palestine afghanistan like forget like leave these people for a little bit because like displacement it starts from like what happened just like in Lismore the other day, like natural disaster happened. And we can see that, like, you know, like why, like, you know, we don't have enough sympathy. It's like, if we can't responsible with the people on our back yet, do you reckon we can be able to provide those who cross the seas? Mm. Those people become a political football, like, you know, so say, so, and for me, like, you know, I'm, I'll always be unsettled. Even if I'm physically free, I'm, I'll be, like, mentally unsettled because there will be thousands like me who are, like... But they're the product of, like, just, like, you know, bad idea decision based on people we trust. <laughs> Sorry if I'm being very... <laughs> I, should, I should start being a poet, I think.
0: <laughs> oh, you can say what you want to hear. So that was David Ades talking to Honey Abdeela. And again, you can find that if you go to our WestWords official YouTube channel, along with a whole bunch of other stuff. Before we go, I would like to share a couple of exciting events and opportunities with you. The last of the Living Stories workshops will be coming to an end. I think the last one was probably today. Uh, But the Living Stories writing prize is still open. So go to our west, westwords.com.au website to find out more details, but this is a competition across 13 LGAs and or Western Sydney LGAs and Caribbee, which is Southern Highlands. And uh, I was fortunate enough to go down and do some workshops down in Barrel during the week, which was very nice. The uh, theme is Things Unsaid, 500 words maximum, it can be a poem, it can be... Suite of poems, it can be a short story, it can be a personal essay, but it needs to address the topic Things Unsaid. And there are prizes, there is money to be won. And the overall winner, adult winner, will win a thousand dollars, and the overall junior category winners will each get five hundred dollars. And there are also highly commended prizes and so forth. So go to our website and have a look. You will not, it won't cost you anything to enter. Uh, but you may well walk away with a prize. At the very least, you, may, you will enjoy what writers strive for, which is the feeling of showing your work to someone and having it read by somebody perhaps who you've never met. And it is a, it's a slightly naked but also a slightly exciting feeling to share your work in that way. If you've never done it, you should do it. It's worth it to uh, give it a try and see what it feels like to share your work with another person. If you have been writing for a while and you've got something a little bit more significant up your sleeve that you think you are ready to show to someone, the Westwards Ultimo Prize closes on May the 16th, which isn't that far away. That's less than a month away. And this is a very, very uh, important prize, we feel, through Ultimo Press. It's $5,000 in prize money and a week at Varuna, the National Writers' House in the Blue Mountains, and a publication deal. But you're not going to get that if you don't submit your work. So if you have something that you think is almost ready or is ready to send to a publisher, this might be just what you need to do. If you are successful, then there will be editorial assistance and support given to you. So... Get on board with that if you think that that is something that will, that is within the remit of what you have been working on. Creative Writing After School uh, is going to be happening again in Term 2. All the details are on our website. Another event that we're, ha- we're going to be having on the 27th of April, which isn't very far away, uh, this coming Wednesday, in fact, is uh, some of the Westwoods Academy alumni from last year are going to be getting together at our uh, office in 41 Hunter Street, Parramatta, uh, the Centre for Riding there. At 5.30, arrival for 6 o'clock start. It's a free event and they are going to be, because they weren't able to celebrate last year because of the COVID thing, which you've probably heard of. I'm sure you've heard of the COVID. And uh, some of last year's academians are going to return for uh, a night to celebrate their work and to read some of their work and share what they've been working on. There'll be drinks and snacks. And again, it is free, but uh, you will need to book. Lisa Nichol is still in the clubhouse for the younger people. So this might be the, just the opportunity for the end of this week uh, before the kids go back to school. Actually, no, they go back on Monday. They go back tomorrow, don't they? Oh, boy. Well, anyway, that's beside the point because the Clubhouse still has Lisa Nichol in it and Lisa is fantastic. She's a screenwriter and a producer and a novelist and she's got some fantastic things for the kids. As does Mariam Master, who is a writer who has been highly commended for the New South Wales Premier's Award. And she has a reading on the Westwards official website. We also have uh, Westwards uh, involvement in the Sydney Writers Festival. We are hosting the Auburn Poets and Writers on Tuesday, the 17th of May. That was part of the Sydney Writers Festival. And also the Poets of the Blake Poetry Prize on Saturday the 21st of May, uh, which is going to be at Kasula Powerhouse. So get on our website or get on our newsletter to read about those things. So that's a bit of a wrap, I suppose, for today, Anzac Day. Um, Anzac Day is a very special day and we hope that you have, a, have an opportunity to share it with family and friends and to have a give some thought to the sacrifices that have been made and the place that we live, not, as, not completely as a result of the sacrifices that are made. There are many factors to, uh, to consider when we think about why Australia is such a great place, but certainly the sacrifices that have been made in the past have contributed to that. I'll be back at the end of this coming week uh, with a mini masterclass. And then another one of these news, views, and interviews podcasts in a fortnight. But until then, as we always say, happy creating.